T-Shirt Joe's Fast Custom Podcast, sponsored by the world's fattest man, me, and DWN Productions. Hey, this is a very unflattering angle, but I'm keeping it. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were bundled up because you're cold or something. No, I just just got a regular hoodie on. It's just because of the angle that it's at. Well, that's good. (laughs) <laughs> Not that fat. Did you break your arm? What happened? Oh, that's a glove. <coughs> oh, shit. It's been a chilly week here in uh, old Tejas. Yeah. Yeah, it has been. Uh, as predicted, I didn't go to work on Monday or Tuesday. And I went uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Was able to get some shit done. But also, as predicted, the chemicals did some weird shit. Uh, to my screens, you know, there was, there was like pinholes all over them. So the one screen that I did burn, I've got painter's tape stuck all over the place. There's little dots of painter's tape here, though, because I don't have any screen block, you see, because I never need it. But uh, I guess it would have been nice to have some this time. But oh well. Oh well. Yeah, it's always good to have little stuff like that that you might need for something. I've been having a hell of a time finding clear ammonia. I don't know what's going on, like why it's all out of stock. I had to pay like four times as much as I would have at Walmart and ordering it off of Amazon. It's only like a little 64-ounce thing. It's fucking crazy. Well, white bats are on the endangered list now, so you're going to have trouble finding that clear ammonia. Ah, because they milk them for their piss, right? That's where ammonia comes from. Exactly. I forgot about that. They milk their little bat dicks upside down because they do it when they're sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> and they got to have fucking like these little cones that they put up. They're fucking because they're dick. 
it looks like an umbrella. You know how it has that curved handle? It's because they're hanging upside down. So they have to put a funnel under their curved up dick so it doesn't splash on their face and they feel like, you know, embarrassed because yeah. nobody wants to piss on their own face. It's Especially. an antiquated process, but uh, I guess nobody's really worked on coming up with something better. So, you well, I mean, you... that's okay. Yeah. Stick with what works, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, You've been warm, your spacious, warm uh, mask hole. Yeah, I got a. Did you hear that? No. Oh, well, I'm just tapping on the heater. Okay. Right here. So, yeah, I'm right next to that. But yeah, on the day that uh, I guess it was Sunday going into Monday. Or maybe Monday going into Tuesday. Whichever one of those was the bad day, I drove to Houston and back in it. So that was sweet. Everyone was scared to go anywhere. Yeah. Take that, sons of bitches. It was fine. We're supposed to have freezing rain here tonight. I don't know what that means. Does that mean it's uh, snow? Wouldn't that be freezing rain? Or is it just ice that's falling? Wouldn't that be hail? But I don't know. It's supposed to maybe freeze the streets. So we'll see what's what in the morning when I get up. I don't fucking know. Did uh, it snow over there? Because they were playing it all over the news. Like, oh, snow in Plano. It's a winter wonderland. Uh, Last week, last weekend, yeah. It, either Sunday night or Monday or whatever. We had some flurries, you know, not enough snow to make a, a difference to the ground or anything. Uh. Well, yeah, there was snow on the streets and the sidewalk, but uh, I just knew it would be too cold, you know, because it was like fucking 11 outside, which means it would be like, I don't know, two or negative one inside my warehouse. So we'd be able to do shit. So I'd, yeah, one, I'd planned ahead and brought the flash drive and some shit that I could work on here, you know, finalize the old state taxes and gave the government their good chunk of cash and uh that was it yeah that's one thing i'm happy for that i'm not so successful especially in the state of texas so like i have to pay them their money and everything sure but it's not like you where most of your work comes from fucking texas so that's gotta suck well yeah i mean and at the end too I mean, a lot of my work comes from out of state, but anytime I do a show or anything like that, of course, all those uh, card sales and all that is taxable. But I also had like a lot of stuff uh, like small businesses that don't, for some reason, have a tax or state ID. So they're, I don't know, you know, use their social security number. Right. You know, it's like I tell them they're like, no, no, just go ahead and tax us. And they're okay, you know, uh, you know, I guess that's better for them so they don't get slammed too. But, you know, anybody, like if you're a band and you've been together for a while and you don't think you're going to break up, hey, you know, fucking register that shit and start writing off all your expenses, you know. I'm sure you guys travel. I'm sure you guys, you know, have to eat when you travel. Like all that shit, gas, it all adds up, you know. I don't know. But- well, Joe, I'm glad you brought up writing off expenses 
because uh, that is something you definitely have to do and something everybody out there should do. Uh, I mean, on this show, it's what we do. We get, like, DVDs or movies we watch if we talk about it. This is obviously a promotion, uh, commercial thing, technically. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yeah, Joe. Uh, oh, Christ. <laughs> so... Get ready for some uh, write-off content coming from the both of us. All week, I just kept thinking about that goddamn fucking Boxer's Omen. Mm. And then I found out that I watched an edited version. <laughs> so now I was like, oh, what you fuck? All right. If they have it in store at Barnes & Noble while it's 50% off. The arrow sale? Yeah, they did, Joe. Mm. They did. And I always feel like a fucking dork going into that store. You are. I know. I'm the only one in the DVD section. And that shit is so small now. Like, they have it back in this little fucking, like, a porno room that's segregated from the rest of the fucking store. And they have their own uh, metal detector things that you can't go in and out of and shit. And now fucking uh, like what three fourths of that is all fucking anime and manga in the yeah. movie. They're just pushed to the side. So uh, the one I go to, they still have like that section back there is pretty big, but it's not all movies, you know, so they've got records in there and a lot of the records that they have are garbage. You know, it's not shit that I would want at all. Every once in a while, they'll have a, Barnes and Noble exclusive that'll be pretty cool, but uh, I hardly ever pick up anything. And the movies too. The movies are pretty fucking expensive unless you're going and there's a sale like you were hitting. But everything else, they have like all the clearance kids stuff in there, like all the clearance kids books and and toys because Barnes and Noble sells toys, you know, too because books aren't good enough. You know, they weren't making enough money, so fuck it. Let's sell some Game of Thrones action figures or some shit like that, you know? Dude, uh, it didn't make the list, but I saw this fucking thing, and I wanted to puke. And then I stopped myself, and I was just like, how did nobody ever think of this before? And it was Q-Pig. The Valentine's Day pig. <laughs> that could have been an awesome slasher movie if somebody just came up with Q Pig before this stupid kid's book. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Well, Joe, speaking again of write offs, if you just hold on for one. One second, and then you'll understand what's going on here. Okay. Ah, oh, shit. How do I do this? Uh, it's over here. Hey, everybody, audio listeners, just relax. <laughs> D, -Dub 
dwnproductions.net custom masks if you need a custom mask made hit me up dwnproductions.net and after that you can head on over to fastcustomshirts.com if you need a custom shirt fastcustomshirts.com joe it took a minute but uh finally said oh i still gotta do those death wish blu-ray reviews <laughs> so uh, let's knock those out if you don't mind got a uh, death wish four and five from the fine fine folks at Gino Lorber. Mm. and uh yeah We've talked about uh, all the Death Wish movies before. Death Wish 4 is the one. Uh, it's kind of the odd, odd man out of the bunch because uh, old uh, Paul, he goes undercover. He like He's working for this supposed rich guy who wants him to go undercover and kill the drug dealers and shit. So it's just like, wait a fucking minute. This, this really isn't Death Wish. So he like goes undercover as a waiter to a, like a WAP mafia party and shit. And uh, he goes undercover as a booze salesman. And Danny Trejo's there. And he says, hey, don't I know you? And Bronson says, no. And then he runs away, and there's a shitty explosion, and it's fucking terrific. Can but yeah, it uh, can it, I uh, your orders, sir. <laughs> but yeah, this one definitely stands out as the oddball, just because uh, he's working with somebody else, going undercover. But uh, it's still it's still good. I have fun watching it. I would recommend watching all the Death Wish movies if you're interested in them because they're all cool. All very different, too, to be honest with you. And then we got... Uh, so that was Death Wish 4, The Crackdown. And what's this? Death Wish 5, The Face of Fear, maybe? That's ex The Face of Death. I was close. So uh, Death Wish 5, The Face of Death... Uh, the last one he was in LA now he's back in New York every movie he's going back and forth from New York to LA just trying to evade the same cops who know who he is <laughs> so uh, wasn't he in one of them? what's up wasn't he in Canada in one of them I don't think so unless he not, he wasn't in the first one that might have been like Kinjite or some shit like that it might have been. It might have been the white buffalo. <laughs> Maybe. But uh, the crackdown, he's back in New York. The new abused woman or soon-to-be-dead woman he's with is uh, it's the ex-wife of a fashion designer or a fashion mogul that she still like works with or whatever, and he's played by uh, Michael Parks. Mm. Uh, and he's supposed to be like, you know, uh, a whopped up gangster guy. <laughs> I don't know, but Michael Parks is awesome, so <laughs> I'll let it slide. And uh, yeah, it's just uh, old, I was going to call him old Death Wish, but old Paul trying to, you know, take down his criminal organization. 
So, uh, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It's uh, I don't like this one as much as the last one, but still, they're all fun watches and shit. And this one, for some reason, they explained it somehow in the fucking movie, but, like, this clothing company, they have this vat of acid that's just chilling in the back of the warehouse. And, of course, they dump motherfuckers in it. Why wouldn't they? They're evil, and they got this vat of acid and shit. But it's cool. If you want to look at the uh, thing, here's the slip cover. Don't give a fuck about that. So we got that there. There's that poster. That there, yeah. No double-sided anything. Classic Kino discs. Ah, this one. The fifth one, sorry. See his fucking face. Again, get out of here, you. You got that. That. Again, if you weren't reading the title, you'd think it was the same fucking disc. Uh, special features. You got, uh, both of them are pretty much the same. They both have uh, audio commentaries by the dude who did the uh, Bronson books. What's his fucking name? Boston Cocksucker. I think it's fucking on here. Uh, Paul Talbot. So you got his on there. Uh, he says Italian a few times, and uh, that made me want to puke. So just uh, be aware he has a very heavy fucking accent with that shit. But, you know, I usually don't like fan commentaries or, you know, podcast commentaries on a disc. That's something I should go here to YouTube to see. Withstanding, if somebody came to us, which they won't. Well, I mean, technically, we have done commentaries. That, anyways, I'm not saying I wouldn't do it, but those things on the discs aren't for me. But his are pretty good, man. Uh, he fucking goes over everything. Like I said he's a Bronson uh, historian, dude, so he knows everything. He's just firing shit off, firing shit off, so... I mean, they're good to have on in the background and shit, you know. Maybe you're painting a mask and you got to look up the screen to see if the hair's light enough or not. And you're just like, oh, shit, I might have been painting these a little too light. It's a good thing I got these Blu-rays and seeing it in HD. Now I can see, oh, yeah, I got to paint these a little lighter. Yeah, thanks, Blu-rays. But, yeah, uh, they're good. They're good. If you like fucking the Bronson movies and you like listening to commentaries, these are the ones to go. I had the DVDs before, but when these were on sale at Kino, I picked them up and some other dude bought the fucking Houston Horror Film Fest. I sold them to some dude. I see that he was looking through them and I said, hey, do you believe in Jesus? And like the guys who were next to him looked at me like, oh shit, I'm out of here. And they took off. And then the guy holding the movies was like, what? I was just, it's in the movies, dude. You're the one. Yeah. It's like, all right, if you want them, just give me the money. I thought we were going to have a fun Bronson talk here. I guess not. I'm going to fuck myself. But both of these are worth it, and they're good movies, so I would recommend them. And all the other uh, Bronson uh, movies. I forgot who the fuck put out the third one, but the third one's out there with a commentary track from this dude. Vinegar Syndrome has the second one with a commentary track from this dude. 
And uh, the third one has uh, an interview with the Giggler. And I think one other guy, the Vinegar Syndrome one, I'm pretty sure has a couple uh, interviews. It's been a while since I popped that disc in. And then uh, Kino did the uh, release for the original one as well. And I'm sure Lionsgate somewhere has the remake with Bruce Willis on fucking Blu-ray. Maybe even 4K by now. That one's all right. It's a lot gorier, but uh, it ain't Bronson, so probably never watch it again. But I saw it in theaters. It was all right. But yeah, there it is. If you fucking can get them relatively cheap, get them because they're good shit, mate. Hmm. So, yeah, I thought, ah, well, let's see if that does anything, putting that stuff at the beginning of the video. Probably not. Probably a, hey, cease and desist. I'll say, oh, sorry about that, mate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. I was listening to old Pizzle's stream earlier today. Shout out to him if you like horror movies and all that stuff. Yeah, Black Power Pizzle or whatever the fuck. Joe was doing over there. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he has a pretty clean channel because I'm sure he makes millions and millions of dollars off the thing. Like, I'm exaggerating, but he does make money off the thing. And he was talking about Sisu. And I guess Nazi? You can't say that on YouTube without you, like, crashing the algorithm or getting demonetized or some shit that's fucking crazy so we are fucked dude <laughs> like every so often i'll type in boy gob on youtube and it'll come up but sometimes boy job comes up and it's like did you mean boy gob and it's just like yeah why are they burying this shit did we say nazi or something and a few fucking weeks or months ago, somebody said, yeah, you can't say penis on a fucking YouTube. This shit's crazy, dude. <laughs> fucking crazy. Well, uh, that's strange because I guess one of our highest viewed videos is the Ilsa review. One of the Ilsa reviews anyway. I don't know how the other ones are doing. Um, I haven't checked any of that shit in a long time, but... But that one had a lot of views, and I'm sure said Nazi quite a bit in that review. I wouldn't doubt it. I don't know. Like, there's a whole bunch of other shit that's fucking swears and shit, so I don't know what the fuck's going on, dude. This shit's crazy. Let me see. No, I'm not reviewing any Nazi movies this time. <laughs> Shout out to everybody who checked out that George Lopez video, though. It's still going. <laughs> we don't get many views, but surprisingly, that has a few hundred. Yeah, or comments. <laughs> yeah, like, comment, subscribe, smash the like button again. Pick the pieces up, stick them in your ass, jab them in your penis hole, put a Nazi hat on, do some silly dance. Do some goose stepping, you gay. Well, no, it's not. but don't be an actual Nazi. No, you get punched, which you should if you're a Nazi. You know. Yeah, and if you were listening last week, I was thinking about that. We were just talking about those fucking goofballs who are 
up on the Be Someone Bridge in Houston with the uh, Make America White Again signs. Yeah. And we were just talking to everybody like they knew what we were talking about. They had no fucking idea what any of that shit was about. So if you listened last week and were confused, there were a couple of fucking goofs. Who knows if they were serious or it was a joke or it was a setup or what. But they had like a big bed sheet sized banner that said make America white again, that they were just holding up over the overpass and shit. And it had a couple of swastikas on each side of it, you know, to to drive home the point, I guess, they were trying to make. <laughs> I don't. They also went to uh, City Hall as well and hung around out there. Yeah, yeah you know, you thought they would have thought a little more and you know, didn't sully those clean white linens with that black marker. <laughs> but, you know, racists or white people, for that matter, aren't known to be smart. Yeah. <laughs> but it could have all just been a joke. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Uh, yeah. I don't fucking know. Uh, but I do know that I watched a film, Tom, that was a subject of much controversy upon its release. This movie is called Sound of Freedom. Have you heard Tom? I have. This is a, uh, a faith-based movie, if I remember. It is from a faith-based production company. And I know uh, my wife's sister wanted to go see it and was talking about it because I guess maybe her church was promoting it or something. Is that the uh, sister that doesn't like you because of the pornography? Yes. Yes. Um, so what, yeah. what's the story with that again? Uh, ah, don't worry about that. <laughs> this uh, movie got like, it got some behind it. Oh, it, it like was actually selling a lot of tickets and it was actually in the theater, unlike a lot of faith based films. You know, it wasn't just direct to DVD or or whatever, you know, direct to VHS, I should say. Like this other one that I'll talk about later, but uh, Sound of Freedom sold quite a bit of a ticket. It was a breakout, they would call it. So it's on Amazon. Primes right now, and I decided, hey, I'll give this a watch. It should be a, a laugh to see these uh these uh Christians take on such a important and you know like fucked up topic and see how they play it. And lo and behold, Tom, this is a real movie. <laughs> this got like a fucking script, some solid action, uh, acting, uh, production value. It's got a score that's just way, way over the top and is really trying to, like, set shit in motion for you emotionally. And, like, the music doesn't work. But this is the true story about a guy that worked for, uh, uh, I don't know, the, the fucking... The railroad. The agency that, uh, that I don't know, shut down terrorists and shit like that. Hydra. Supposedly, they have their own like a uh, child Homeland security. 
Homeland Security. There you go. They've got their, you know, see, that would have come out in the comments if we were live. Somebody would have would have guessed that and won a prize, but we're no longer live. Uh, so they have a child internet. Uh, section that, you know, cracks down on people that are doing that shit online or whatever. And so this guy. Wait, 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 wait. Did you just say CP? Yes. All right. You've been watching a few of these movies lately. I'm not passing judgment, but that might be one of the problems with YouTube. That's all I'm saying. Because <laughs> you can't, you can't really talk about these movies without saying that. You see, <laughs> YouTube sucks. So. Like this guy starts, you know, this guy that's working with him, he's like, man, I can't do this no more. This is bullshit. You know, yeah, we're cracking down on this guy, but are we saving any children? You know, and he starts to think about that. No, no just watching all these videos. Yeah, he's having to watch all these videos, you know, so he can testify in court, so he can write up the reports. Why don't and, they get arrested? And They're watching all this shit and collecting it. And then it flashes to uh, Columbia, and it's a whole thing where where they're setting kids up, you know, like, hey, your kid like can be a model, like bring them over here, and uh, and we're gonna like do a little screen test with them or whatever. And then they just abduct the kids and take them away, and then they're fucking slaves, you know, they're sex slaves somewhere. And it's uh, the way they present it, it's uh, very horrific, and it's like just some sad, ugly shit. That surprised me that the way they presented it, you know, it's like, man, I didn't think they were going to go this hard. It's a fucking Christian movie, isn't it? Hey, wait a minute. They're cussing and everything, too. Like, like, what the fuck's going on? Of course, they don't show anything, but everything's implied. And it's just not pretty. You know, that, that whole fucking, it's sickening. You know, and. Does it, it make you want to puke? Fuck yeah. You know, but, you know, it's also something I don't want to think about. Uh, even though it's there and something needs to be done and whatever. So this guy decides, you know, it, something needs to be done and he wants to take, uh, take his job on the road, so to speak, and setting up uh, like busts that they can do in like Mexico or Colombia and that they can like rescue the kids while they're doing it, you know, like, Hey, bring all these kids over here. And we, you know, we got all these buyers for them. So they arrest everybody. They rescue the kids, but it's mainly following this brother and sister that he's got like a personal thing. Like he really wants to save these two kids in particular. And like he saves one of the kids right away and Still needs to find the sister, but shit, she's out in the jungles now, Colombia, with some fucking rebel group. So he has to go into the jungle and, uh, you know, infiltrate the fucking uh, rebels and get that girl out of there. And, like, all that shit's made up. Uh, you know, I read some afterwards because it's a, you know, it's a true story. And I said, well, what's true about it? And the busts that he did that was real and they have footage of that shit going on but uh he says you know nah i never went in no fucking jungle you know by myself hell no you know it's like yeah i wouldn't have made it out i would have you know got killed so it's uh you know it, all that stuff is highly fictionalized the whole thing with the the brother and the sister 
that's all fiction too. But the guy did some good shit. He did, you know, set up some stuff to to rescue children in real life. But uh, you know, the movie makes it like, hey, these kids are rescued now. Now they're back with their parents or whatever, and everything's good. No, these kids are fucked up for life. You know, that shit doesn't end with them just getting home. They are they're traumatized, man. That's you know. So it doesn't go into any of that, of course. It's a real, uh, it's a movie that that's trying to elicit a emotional response, and you know it did with me. It got me angry, you know, and it got me like like disgusted, like I said. But they do a lot of shit. Like there's a lot of close-ups on Jim Caviezel with tears building up in his eyes, you know, and then they just fall. You know, there's like four scenes with that shit. And uh, it's a good movie, though. It's it's a it's a solid movie. It's not something I ever want to watch again. But uh, for people that don't uh, know about how fucked up the situation is, give it a watch. Um, for the people that were saying like, "Oh, that shit's made up. Kids don't get abducted like the way they they showed in this movie." Uh, yeah, that shit does happen. That's fucking documented anywhere. You can fucking look it up. And I don't know where the fuck I'm going or what I'm saying. <laughs> this shit. But uh, yeah, it's 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 a good movie, but not pleasant. And you wouldn't know by watching it that it's a faith based movie because at no point do they like, yeah, let's, you know, let's pray, you know, and then start fucking, you know, telling you that the only way we can solve this is to turn to Jesus you know, uh, yeah, I think maybe God's mentioned once and it's just kind of like a throwaway line. It's not even, you know, as overt as a lot of these films are, because a lot of these films like this podcast, a lot of those films are just commercials, you know, for God, for church, you know, and, and this one does not come off like that. So, yeah, yeah. Interesting shit, man. And when it came out too, it got some controversy because people said, oh yeah, the people behind it are, are part of QAnon. And I don't even know what the fuck that is. So, you know, and I didn't bother to look that up because I could give a shit. You know? So I don't know, man. Uh, yeah. So for uh, lack of a better term, instead of saying the kids were rescued, would you say they were saved? Well, I guess you could say that, Tom. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. But it sounds like the point of this movie was never leave your kids with a Mexican or even let them near them. Don't fucking send your kids somewhere like that with strangers. <laughs> if something sounds too good, it always fucking is. You know, especially when it has to deal with your children. You know? Yeah, don't be like those fucking dildos from Speak No Evil or whatever the fuck that movie was. Yeah, you know, and unfortunately there's plenty of people like that that are fucking careless, that are trusting, that are, hey, I wish we lived in a world that we could be trusting or we could just meet somebody and like, yeah, sure, let's hang out. No, that's, no, you know, you don't want to fucking just bring strangers, you know, you know, into whatever. You know, invite them to, hey, come on over to my, you know, my great aunt's funeral. You know, I don't know. Weird shit, man. 
Yeah, speaking of dickheads with uh, upside down uh, pineapple stickers on their fucking trucks. <clears throat> fucking people are everywhere, Joe. When I was driving into Houston that day, the whole back of their fucking window, it said, keep watching, we're coming. And, you know, coming was spelled, it was spelled like jizz, Joe. And then it had like a couple little raindrops, but you know, those weren't raindrops. It's because all the vinyl sticker was yellow. So those were piss drops, Joe. Those people were into getting pissed on and pissing on each other while people watched. Yellow bandanas running wild. Shout out to the click. Woo! It's spreading, Joe. They're listening. Something's spreading. Like, oh, I'll get to that. Fuck. Joe, I watched a fucking terrific movie. A Tubi movie called Please. This one is about an Asian lady who, uh, she might be black. I thought she was black a few times, even though she clearly looks like an Asian lady, but her fucking acting was so goddamn good. I had to keep looking like, man, am I fooled? But no, it was an Asian lady. And uh, in this one, she's just getting cheated on left and right. And she can't fucking take it anymore. So she chains these motherfuckers up in the basement and tortures them. You know, we watch these Irvin Tubi movies from time to time, and they're usually bullshit. They don't have any nudity or gore or anything. This one did. It was very surprising, Joe. I was fucking sitting in the old hospital, and people are getting infusions and shit, and I'm just sitting on there in my headphones, giggling, people looking at me like I'm a dickhead, but... If they saw the things that I saw, they would be giggling too. But, uh, god damn, this shit's crazy. This fucking lady is, she plays a nutty fucking bitch. Just fucking, oh, I can't recommend this movie enough. If you like to drink and watch bullshit and just giggle. This one would be fucking awesome to get a bunch of friends around, smoke some legal marijuana, do a little of age drinking, and watch this thing. It is fucking great, dude. She chops a dude's fucking cock off, and you actually see it. I was like, oh, shit. At first, I thought she was holding, like, one of those dehydrated fucking three-day-old sausages that were on the grill. And then I was like, oh, no, there's a bell end on it. They actually showed this shit. This movie's fucking crazy. Because, yeah, usually these fucking uh, urban horror movies are just fucking cheap, nothing happening. Don't get me wrong. This was a cheap movie, but it was fucking entertaining as hell. Laughs to be had all around. Unintentional and intentional, but a lot of unintentional laughs, I'm sure. Were there a lot of drone shots? There might have been a couple. 
I was trying to figure out some fucking information on this lady because I think she wrote and co-directed it. Uh, she's an Asian lady, speaks very, very urban, and has like an urban hair care product line and a taco shot. So she's very diverse all around, so progressive, so good for her. For uh, for people going into a capital venture is to have a taco shop. Yeah. It's working. Uh, they mentioned it in the fucking movie, because why wouldn't they? If you're in the Detroit area, right, and go she check that out. Use it as a write-off. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but yeah, if you like fucking goofy, ridiculous bullshit, god damn, this is this is fucking uh this is pretty terrific. Um you know there's not a whole lot to get into. It's pretty much the whole story is what I said. This lady keeps getting cheated on, so she's she's torturing motherfuckers in the basement. And she, like, works at a jewelry store. And none of that matters. It's just so fucking silly and ridiculous. Would highly, highly recommend watching this garbage-ass bullshit show. Okay. Please watch it. Uh, well, instead, Tom, I uh, delved more into this uh, Mario Bava set. And I watched the next entry, which was The Girl... Who knew too much? So again, this one takes place in Italy, and uh, I guess some of it is dubbed, but some of it is not because uh, John Saxon is in it with a very, very early appearance. He's looking uh, real young in this movie. This is about a a young lady. She's not a girl. She's a young lady who is going to visit her ailing aunt in Italy. And she flies over there and gets there and her aunt dies. So she runs out to like try to find, you know, somebody to help some Italian doctor or whatever. But she sees a murder and oh shit, she's trying to figure out who was the man that did that murder. It's got to be somebody that lives in that vicinity where her aunt lives and the rest of the movie it's just her, John Saxon, going around trying to uh, find out. But turns out the murderer is playing tricks on her, you know, leading her here and there, Tom. You know, leaving little clues for her. But who is the murderer? It could be anybody in the cast, Tom. And uh, what they did with this is set up a new genre of film, Tom. And it's called the Yella or as they call it in uh, Italy, the giallo. Um, this is considered the first giallo movie. And like the rest of that genre, this movie just kind of sucks. You know, it. Uh, this one, it doesn't know, man. It, it's trying to be a comedy because the girl bumps her head a lot, like into people. That's like a running gag through the movie that's not funny. Uh, she's clumsy drops a lot of shit uh there's really no suspense to the movie at all 
it uh it has it has a, a travelogue part you know where she's actually going to do some sightseeing so we do see the the coliseum the famous coliseum out there in italy and i don't know some other fucking ruins of shit that they got out there i don't know um but yeah it's not a good movie the the lead actress lady she's attractive she's a very pretty woman uh and the movie looks fucking great you know when they said you know i told you before that uh black sunday and black sabbath they didn't look all that great to me you know just a few scenes here or there this one it looks good it's just not a good movie so i'm thinking maybe baba shouldn't have directed shit you know he should have stuck in a in the cinematography realm you know and maybe went and did some good shit in Hawaii or something, you know, with babes walking around and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I can't recommend anybody watch this movie unless you're like one of these pricks that says giallos are great. They're fucking not. There's no way you'll ever convince me. And I've seen some of the fucking famous ones, like the, the Argento one with the stupid little doll, you know, that movie's mm. And I've seen a few others, and they all suck. The black-gloved killer. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. And I don't even think the Italians are trying to be pretentious making those movies. You know, I think just people try to make them out to be more than they are. You know, they they think, oh, well, shit, I bought this special edition of this shit, and it fucking cost me 60 bucks. I better pretend I like it. You know, I better tell everybody, oh, you know... The, the scene where they set up this and the colors and it. get the fuck out of here. You ain't fooling nobody. Those movies suck, man. All of them. Fuck Giallo. Hell yeah. It's just because fucking that years and years and years ago, that one dildo little art kid, he's like, oh, I like this movie. I'm going to pretend I like this movie. Hey, what movies he want? What's he? What's he watch? He looks cool. He thinks he likes it. Oh yeah, that is a cool movie. Yeah, I remember that. That was a cool movie. Yeah, black belly a duckling. <laughs> yeah, sure. All right. Deep red bullshit, if you ask me. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, oh for three on this set. <laughs> Oh, I hope I have better luck with the Shaw scope. <laughs> There's like 12 movies on there. And I'll be like, all right, I'll be okay if I like 25% of them. And that includes the Boxer's Omen. How the fuck is it just 25 movies for that big old box? The 12. Yeah, yeah, 12 movies. How is it know. 12 movies? Let's see, Joe. Do they each have like a big case like that? What? Yeah. Oh, it's upside down. It has disc one, the 36 Chamber of Shaolin. Oh, you ever heard of it? Yeah, I've seen it. Is it good? I like it. Okay. You won't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, that's unfortunate because disc two. Contains Return of the 36th Chamber and Disciples of the 36th Chamber. Do you like yep. uh, Wire Foo? Uh, 
flicks like that, martial arts movies, Tom? Joe, I like Mortal Kombat. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> that, this is the majority of what Shaw made. Like that stuff that you watched last time, the Boxer's Omen, that, that was like late, late in their catalog. You know, and they That's were just- what this is. This is the end of an era box set. <laughs> okay. And then we have disc three, which contains Mad Monkey Kung Fu mm-hmm. and five super fighters. Yeah. Fastcustomshirts.com, Mad Monkey Kung Fu. So that was worth a watch. You won't like it. <laughs> hey, Joe. You might be interested in the set sans a disc. Disc four. Invincible. Wait, is in Invincible Shaolin mm-hmm. and the kid with the golden arm. I haven't seen that one. All right. Disc five. We have Magnificent Ruffians. <laughs> And Ten Tigers of Kuang Tung. Ever hear of that one? No, but I'll tell you this. When you do watch them, you're going to notice that, hey, these are all the same movie. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Uh-oh. This next one's concerning Disc 6. My Young Auntie. Mm. <laughs> Disc 7, Mercenaries from Hong Kong. And the classic, The Boxer's Omen. The whole reason I bought this fucking thing. Which does have a commentary track. Okay. Disc 8, Martial Arts of Shaolin. And the Barefoot Kid. (laughs) Disc 9 and Disc 10 are special features which I'm sure will be excellent. Oh, something's telling me I'm glad I didn't open this yet, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I would watch a few of them just on uh, Amazon or wherever the fuck you can find them. But I want that goddamn Boxer's Omen, Joe, and this is the only way to get it. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you, man. That's why I bought it. About shit like that is wait, because it'll come out again. At some point. But what if I get hit by a bus before then, Joe? What if I get hit by a bus before then? Then you'll have other things to concern yourself with. (laughs) Watching the Boxer's Omen with commentary. And it's the uncensored version. Mm -hmm. Mine was edited for YouTube. They said Nazi in the movie and it was bleeped out, Joe. Well, just wait till you see the centered version of the barefoot kid. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, speaking of shit that was kind of fucked up, I watched Magic Cop, Joe. Have you heard of this one? I've not heard of this one. This was uh, one that was like, oh, if you like the Boxer's Omen, you should check out Magic Cop. And I was just like, all right, you know, maybe I will. 
So I looked on Amazon. They had a used copy at a reasonable price. So I said, all right. If it's as half as good as the Boxer's Omen, this will be a steal. So I get the disc in. First thing I do before opening any Amazon Blu-ray uh, shipment is I just shake the envelope to make sure that the disc is still secured in the case. And I didn't hear a rattle, so I was like, fuck yeah, all right. So I open it up. Uh, it's a used thing, so it was opened. Yeah, shook, shook, shook. <laughs> and I said, all right, great. <clears throat> so I pop the disc out, look at it, no scratches. And then I noticed like weird writing on the top of it. I was like, is that printed on the disc? That's just a weird thing. And it was like shitty handwriting. So I'm kind of looking at it. And it said defect chapter two. Oh, well, this is going back. Thank fuck Amazon's return policy is lax as shit. I'm not going to fucking keep this thing that's, uh, oh, yes, defect is written on the fucking disc itself. No, thank you. Luckily, Amazon had it, Joe. And uh, this movie starts out kind of questionable because of. Hey, Tom's gone. But the, oh, there he is. There he is, Tom. We back. were good for a while. Yeah. We had a couple couple good episodes where it uh didn't do that, but here we go. But it came back relatively quick. But yeah, uh I'm pretty sure this movie has a little kid's bird in it. And that's not cool. You could have edited around that shit. Uh it's about uh it's about a cop who knows magic. David Copperfield. Uh, Yes, get it? Copperfield. Ha, ha, ha. Because he's a pig, you see. <laughs> Anyways, this small town magic Copperfield gets called into the big city of Hong Kong where they need his fucking spells and shit to figure out what's going on with their case. <laughs> they think they're tracking down a drug dealer. But it's really a witch. Ooh, she knows magic too, Joe. And most of it's played for a... Sticking it on things. Yep. <laughs> and a lot of stuff with incense. Yeah. <laughs> so the end, there's some kind of okay witch makeups, which aren't really okay. I just said that not to... You know, I don't know why I'm trying to sell this movie. I'm happy that the disc had defect written on it so I can return it because it's what it went in the for sale bin, Joe. It is, uh, it's very whatever. There was a couple funny parts in it, but mm, it, is, it is no the boxer's omen, you some bitch. I'm never really trusting of, uh, if you like this, then you'll like, you know, that's, you know, whether it's a person, whether it's a fucking recommendation on the TV or something, it's usually, nah, this wasn't like that at all. 
you know? It wasn't. Luckily, they didn't recommend a few other movies, like Encounters of a Spooky Kind and Mr. Vampire that should be here in the mail tomorrow. I have a copy of Mr. Vampire. Well, you should watch that, Joe. And I've seen it. I like it. Great. Maybe you have a Blu-ray coming your way. <laughs> so we'll see how those are. But, uh, yeah, as far as fucking magic, Cap, if you want to watch it, it's on YouTube. And thank fuck to whoever wrote Defect Chapter 2 on this disc. It made me feel not bad about returning it. Tom, I watched a Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, uh, The Last Stand. And this is after taking a hiatus from filmmaking for quite a while. This was uh, Arnold's comeback movie. And for some reason, I thought this movie was directed by Walter Hill. <laughs> it is not directed by Walter Hill. And uh, that becomes very evident because it's got, it's one of these action movies that has humor infused with it all. You know, it's like, hey, let's do an action sequence and then let's have some jokes or have a, a character that is going to make the audience laugh. And who's the perfect person to bring in for such a role? Old Johnny Knoxville. Yep. Johnny Knoxville. That guy sucks. That guy fucking sucks. Uh, but to counterbalance that, there's a... Shit, who else? I mean, and there's a lot of recognizable faces in this flick. And I just can't recommend it. it it's about a, a guy, a cartel dude, that's escaping from prison. And it's, it's this elaborate escape that he has to zip line across buildings and shit like that and outsmart the police that are in helicopters and anything. And they put him in a souped up Corvette and he's going to drive into Mexico and he's going to go through this little town as a small police force. And they're just kind of building a bridge over uh, some kind of chasm that'll take him into Mexico from that bridge. But who's at that little town, Tom? Yep, you guessed it. Old Arnold, who was not just the small town sheriff. You know, he was actually one of uh, the best cops in L.A. that was taking down drug people all over the place. But now he's got a small force, you know, and luckily most of the town is out of town because there's a big football game that they're they're all going to. So, you know, not a lot of civilians there. And Johnny Knoxville... He has a weapons museum. So you know how that's going to play in later on in the film when they need a lot of weapons to take these cartel people down. Uh, it sucks. It, you know, like I said, I had I known it wasn't Walter Hill, I wouldn't have started it. And then I saw, wait, this is an Asian guy that directed this. I don't know. And it was a, I don't know, movie. It's... I don't know. <laughs> you know. That's all I can say about it. I, I don't know why I fucking watched it all the way through. I probably should have turned it off. It's shitty. The action's shitty. 
It's not funny. I say skip it. Skip the last stand. I can't remember if you fucking brought this shit up or watched it before, but either way, I won't talk about it long. Have you watched or heard of All Hail the Popcorn King? Heard of it. Haven't seen it. It's uh, it's billed as a movie, but it's only about 56 minutes long. And uh, it comes off more or less like a Blu-ray special feature or a YouTube video. This is a documentary on a karate enthusiast, Joe R. Lansdale. And uh, a lot of it is audio interviews with like uh, pictures over it. And uh, there's a lot of poor video. It didn't make me want to go out and listen to any audio books or dig up any adaptations of his work or anything. So uh, unless you're a hardcore fan, I would say... I would say skip it for sure. Uh, Sorry. It's nice that this little documentary exists, I guess. Well, being a hardcore fan, I know I'll watch it at some point, but I really got no expectations of it. It's not, you know, I'm a fan of him or his work. You know, but unlike uh, Stephen King, he could be bothered to be in a documentary about him. Yeah, but you know, it's not like he made it, you know, so I'm not expecting like it to be like his books or anything. So, you know, either way, it's not, you know, if it's bad, I'll tell you it's bad. You know, that's what we do on this show. We're not just trying to promote giallos and shit, you know. That's right, Joe. Tom watched another faith-based movie. Uh, This one was a hit on the home video market. It is called The Omega Code. Uh, Shit, I already forgot the name of the main guy in this. Casper Van Dien is the main actor in this. And uh, supposedly, Tom, there is something called The Bible Code. You know, in the uh, in the first books of the Bible, the Torah, you know, there's some code in there that like if you figure it out, you can predict the future. And some people have dedicated their lives to this thing. Like this rabbi in the beginning of the movie, he's like, oh, Eureka or Mazel Tov. You know, I figured it out. And he like, you know, makes a computer code to do it and then writes some shit in the book. And then Michael Ironside appears wearing the old, you know, Hasidic Jew stuff. It's really offensive, Michael Ironside. You know, uh, cultural appropriation is what I'd call it. But he's there to do an assassination and some thieving. So I guess it was more of a disguise. So he kills this guy, takes the disc, takes the book. But oh shit, he didn't take the last page of the book. The last page is missing. So they quite can't quite crack the entire code. There's this uh, 
philanthropist guy that he works for, Michael York. And York, uh, behind all his philanthropy, he just wants to take over the world, Tom. You know, he just wants to be king of the fucking world. And uh, he wants Casper Van Dien, who is a motivational speaker, maybe. They're not really clear on what he does, but he's got like a big following. <laughs> he wants him to work for him to help promote him so he can become king of the world. And uh, <laughs> he's this Omega code to figure out how to do shit like unite... Israel and uh, Palestine, which he does that. It's very topical, this movie. You know, that shit's in the news right now as we we'll get to that. He develops uh, some kind of water that can, you know, desalinization. You can use ocean water and he can start, you know, holy water. He develops these little wafers that you can eat and it'll, you know, keep you nourished, you know. So, the body of Christ. He's eliminating hunger and he's eliminating thirst and uh, he's uniting people that have been at war forever. And then all of a sudden, Michael Ironside gets pissed off at him and shoots him in the head. But uh, hey, now the devil comes and takes over his body. So he's back and the devil wants to bring about Armageddon, Tom, which is a New Testament thing. So... It's weird in this one. It's like seems like it's going with Jewish mythology, and then it comes in with Christian stuff. Uh, but I don't know. It's very confusing. It is not good. It's really fucking cheap looking. You know, it uh, it cuts into like news clips of people running or you know fucking missiles firing and shit. And Casper Van Dien, that sucks. He is a shitty, shitty. Michael York and Michael Lyon trying, you know, they ain't got shit to work with. You know, they're just, hey, they're paying me to do this. Fuck it. I'm here to do it. I do not recommend the Omega Code, and I am going to pass on its sequel, the Medigo Code or something like that. I don't remember what it's called. The Medigo Code. But I saw, I used to see these VHSs all over the place at like Hollywood video and fucking places like that. You know, uh, I guess they sold a shitload of copies of this first one, but I don't know why I, I fucking didn't even know what's going on. You know, they're trying to do what, like why? And then it just ends, you know, the guy reads the last prophecy and then whoosh, there's like a wave and the devil's destroyed and Hey, everything's good now. All right. All right. Joe, yeah, I watched Return of the Scarecrow, brought to you by our fine friends at Old Wild Eye Releasing. In this one, there's a story about a scarecrow that comes back to life every so many years to take down a bloodline. And he does. There's these guys that are dressed up like scarecrows trying to scare people. Something happens to where they get separated and the one guy thinks his buddy's the evil scarecrow that came to life. So, you know, they romp around town tapping on windows, scaring little girls and 
things like that. And then a lesbian virgin stabs the scarecrow with a broomstick and the movie's over. It was a scarecrow movie, so it wasn't that good. But we already knew that because it was a scarecrow movie. Pull off, I guess. You wouldn't think so, but nobody seems to be able to do it right. Mm. Dark Harvest was okay, but that's it is a scarecrow movie, and it really isn't. I'm talking about like you know, stuffed full of straw, scarecrow, not some fucking body that was put up and crucified, and that's a scarecrow now. I want like a, you know, a classic straw hat, burlap, scarecrow, whatever. One of these days. Tune in for Black History Month when we watch Scarecrow Gone Wild. (laughs) With Ken Shamrock. (laughs) Oh, fuck. I can't wait for uh, who would do it. Terror Vision to release a Scarecrow Trilogy box set. Well, Tom, speaking of uh, Black History Month, I watched Showdown. Have you heard of this one or seen it? I've seen Showdown at the Apollo. This is just Showdown. No, I haven't seen that one. Well, in this one, Tom... Billy Blanks is a cop who uh, doesn't even like carrying a gun. You know, he's kind of like anti-violent, but he does know the martial arts, you know, and would rather use them than pull his gun. But one day he's at a party and two toughs are there at that party, you know, and they're like, like picking on everybody and starting to get violent, you know, real violent with people. So old Billy Blanks has to step in. And, uh, God damn it, wouldn't you know it, when he's one of his roundhouses, one of the guys falls and hits his head on the stair, you know? And, uh, oh shit, he kills him, Tom. So, Billy Blanks decides right then and there that, hey, you know what? Maybe they were right about that ACAB stuff. He quits the force. So I'm done. I can't do this anymore. You know, brushes away a tear and he's gone. We fade out and it's like a few years later and we see this kid, but he's not a kid. He's like in his mid 20s and his mom's dropping him off at school. They just moved to this new town because his mom had to get a job. So he's the new kid in this school for 20 year olds or so, you know, like Everybody looks like 20, virgin, virgin on 30s or whatever. And uh, he's like, hey, you know, this is a lot different from that Midwest town that I, you know, went to school at. And uh, she's a pretty blonde girl, Tom. And this, this girl is played by the same girl that played uh, Marsha Brady in uh, the Brady Bunch movie, you know. And she just looks like her, you know. So it's kind of, you know, it's, hey, there's Marsha Brady. But anyway, he, he's enamored with this girl. And it turns out that this girl is uh, her boyfriend's the toughest guy in school. 
and he knows fucking karate. <laughs> so fuck, he's getting his ass kicked by this guy. It's like, well, what am I to do? You know, and it's like he meets a, a janitor. And the janitor is played by Billy Blanks. This is what he's been doing. He's a a janitor at the high school, Tom. And so the janitor says, hey, you know what? I'm going to teach you some self-defense. You know, that's the only way. <laughs> I'm going to teach you the ways of the mad dingo fighter. <laughs> like you're going to have to become like a karate kid or something. You know, and that's what he starts teaching him. And well... It turns out that uh, the the other guy, the bully, he work he trains under the toughest motherfucker around, and this guy's just a no nonsense, violent dude, and that's all he teaches is violence. Not only that, he runs underground fights. Tom, I knew it. He's the baddest motherfucker in that thing, but uh, it's not like like a dingy underground fight like like they're in my fucking warehouse you know with just some people standing around in a circle now this has actually got a ring it's got seats for people it's got concession stands like hey shit this looks like big business it doesn't look like underground stuff but uh yeah slowly the guy starts to defend himself you know and uh and he's gonna have to fight this kid this other kid 25 year old kids are going to have to like come to blows Tom at this underground fighting arena thing. And well, shit, I don't want to ruin the rest of the movie for anybody that might want to watch it. Usually I don't care about spoilers, but goddamn, you'll never, never see this one coming. Uh, showdown. It is on YouTube. If you want to watch it, just hit that button whenever it says skip for those commercials. Fuck those commercials. They come up pretty frequently, but you only have to watch five seconds of the damn thing and hit that button. Keep your remote close at hand. Uh, Billy Blanks, goddamn, that guy sucks. <laughs> he can't act for shit. Uh, uh, and Tom's gone again, but uh, no, he's back again. But uh, yeah, this is just a stupid, funny ripoff of uh, of the Karate Kid. You know, so give it a watch or don't. I don't know if you like stupid shit and this is definitely stupid shit <sighs> I just Joe, he told me hey give me 10 minutes I was like fuck yeah I got 8 minutes left on this movie <laughs> Joe I watched a gun for Jennifer this is a uh, old recent vinegar syndrome release and uh, this is one of those rape revenge movies. But unlike those other rape revenge movies, luckily the rape isn't that graphic in this one, and I don't think actually happens. But he's already said it in this video, so pretty sure YouTube doesn't like people saying rape. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so this lady, she's fresh off the bus from the Midwest in the big city, New York City. And, uh, you know, she's accosted in a back alley by a couple of gentlemen. And uh, this van's creeping by and sees this going down. So the van stops. 
and then like five people get out and start assaulting these dudes. Shoots one of them in the cock. <laughs> Blows his cock out of the back of his jeans. And then this other guy they got on the ground and start beating the shit out of them with bats. So uh, one of these people gives her the gun and says, hey, you got to do it. You got to kill him. So uh, she said, no, I can't. So the person's like, ah, all right, you. So they go in back of her and kind of hold the gun with their hand and her hand and force her to pull the trigger and they kill the guy and then they all whip their mask off. Oh my God, they're all bitches. I can't fucking believe it. It's a hit squad of vigilante bitches who all work at a fucking strip club. Can you believe it, Joe? Oh, movie's not as sleazy as that just made it sound at all. So uh, it's just these broads going around getting revengeance. Uh, there's some good squibs in it. A lot of squibs. Uh, a lot of feminist punk rock music, let's call it. This is like a, a 90s art house feminist revenge movie savage streets and miss 45s better but i mean this one was okay if you like the rape revenge subgenre this is a... there <laughs> uh th this is another one so it's an awful lot like a uh, rape squad but that one is sleazy you know yeah but bunch of women that uh, decide to fucking fight back Tom yeah uh, but I gotta say I like how you mentioned that they use a van they're using their own enemies weapons against them so they've got like, anti-rape van so you know that's fucking good because uh, you need a mobile unit if they learned anything from the Punisher it's that you need a mobile unit and, uh, yeah, Rape Van also goes by the name, or not Rape Van, uh, Rape Squad also goes by the name Act of Vengeance. And it is, uh, it's an entertaining, <laughs> but it does have the sleaze that you're used to from these movies. Uh, it's not a Rape Revenge if you ain't got sleaze in it, man. Well, I mean, it is, but is it as good as those? I don't know. Maybe the maybe the rape could be toned down in some of those other movies. Like, hey, did Linnea Quigley have to look so young? Daddy, <laughs> Mr. Steinman. <laughs> but I mean, it's another one. It wasn't terrible. It was all right. It just uh, it came off kind of tame, even though there was a lot of blood and shit in it. It just came off kind of tame. That fucking movie, please, with the crazy Asian black lady. That had fucking more blood in it, surprisingly. <laughs> she bites a motherfucker's ear. I'm going to do some Mike Tyson shit. She comes down in boxing gloves and shit. God damn, watch that movie. <laughs> Drunk and on drugs. Legal drugs.
fuck. Got anything else there, Joe? That's it. All right, let me go through this. Yep, I think that's about it. Hey, Joe, you like dogs? I do, Tom. I do like dogs. Uh, yeah, old doggos. There's nothing better. A good dog, you know, and man's best friend, they say, Tom. Yep, they say that. Yeah. You like Jimmy Hoobastank or whoever the fuck this guy is who you pick to watch movies starring or whatever? Dennis Haysbert. Uh, there you go. Now about the film Battle Dogs. And it's not spelled D-A-W-G-Z. Fucking racist. Should have been. Should have been. But it does feature an all-star cast, including Dennis Haysbert, Bill Dukes, Ernie Hudson and the star Craig Schaefer, Schaefer, Schroofer, something like that. Craig Schaefer, I don't know. Um, you know how, like, in Easter time, they have fucking, like, chocolate rabbits and shit? Hmm? Well, fucking Bill Duke looks like they lost the Bill Duke chocolate mold and just poured the hot chocolate into a suit. He plays the president. In this movie, which he is plays President Barack Hussein Obama, Joe. Honest fucking casting, because no way Bill Duke would win, because he's got a look to him that I just think people, no, I'm not voting for that guy. You know, uh, is that a man or an <laughs> amphibious creature? What is that? Yeah. So, anyway, this is Battle Dogs, and this is about a, a woman that's coming back. She's a wildlife photographer and she's coming back from a, a she was bit by a stock photo he was bit by a picture of a wolf you see a, I, they they mentioned it what specific kind of wolf it is or i think it was a north american ice stock wolf yeah uh really rare wolf yeah <laughs> rare wolf yeah. uh but anyway you know she's in line at the uh, at the old airport, and uh, she's starting to feel bad. She goes into the bathroom. Maybe I got to take a dump or something, but no, she doesn't need to take a dump. She changes into a werewolf and goes on a rampage in this uh in this airport. And shit, oh, wouldn't you know it? This isn't the kind of thing where like like they they're gonna take days to get in with lycanthropy. No, man, this shit hits them instantly. So other people start changing into CGI rendered werewolves that look like they're out of the first Tomb Raider game or something. They look awful. This is awful, but it like is... A the first time you see it, you laugh. And you say, holy shit, they left this in the movie. What the fuck? And then you see it a couple more times. And it's just like, oh, fuck, that's really what they look like. Jesus Christ. But that gets old quick, and then you just look at a bunch of fucking ill-fitting CGI that just looks so out of place. Uh, Craig Schaefer is like, I don't know, works for like the military version of the CDC. So they call him in to, to take care of shit. But you got high-ranking Dennis Heisbert, Haysbert, 
whatever his name is. And he figures, hey, you know what? We can weaponize this shit. We can make a werewolf army, you know. And well, they're not werewolves, first of all, because it has nothing to do with the fucking moon. They're battle dogs. Okay, we can have our own battalion of battle dogs. We'll call them <laughs> Battle Dog Brigade. And, uh, well, you know, he's got his, uh, his lackey. Can we call them the Battle Beast Commandos, the BBCs? Maybe. Maybe that would. <laughs> Can we call them the Red Rocket Squadron? Sure. <laughs> so he's got uh, his buddy that works for him, Wes Studi who is also in a lot of movies and usually plays a Native American. But uh, I guess they, his name in this was Falcon. So I guess he's like one of those badass Native Americans that would have worked for G.I. Joe or something. Uh, and that's it. That's the movie. You know, that's that's pretty much Craig Schaefer is trying to find a cure. Uh, well, the CGI puppies, they get let loose and fucking... Yeah. Uh, Manhattan and they run really clumsily and they thought it would be a good ideal to show these fucking wolves a lot doing a lot of different things like it doesn't look fucking terrible. Yeah, and they make uh, like little dog noises sometimes and that's funny. <laughs> Just shit like that. Uh, and they show them running from all different directions none of which look good or like they're actually running. Yeah. They're like so stiff and the fucking legs move just enough to be called an animation. Like I said, like it looks like one of those old video games, you know, when you shot a wolf or something that was coming at you and it just falls to the side, you know, and that's how it died. That's the way this shit looks. There was a Visual Vengeance Wild Eye movie I talked about a few months ago that that's about this this level right here. Uh, Craig Schaefer, that dude sucks. That guy cannot act for shit. You know, everything I've seen him in, like uh, the Hellraiser movie he was in, uh, the fucking... Uh, Holy shit. He was the detective guy from that yeah. shitty Hellraiser movie where he chased that dickhead by a tree or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking... He's the main guy in uh in Nightbreed and he sucks in that too. This Nightbreed guy, sucks. He sucks. Like everybody in this is trying, you know, and everybody in this has some talent. They got nothing to work with. This is a shitty script and a shitty movie, but you know, they're fucking Ernie Hudson, he's pretty good in his stupid little role. Uh but yeah, it's just it's dumb, but I got a lot of laughs out of it. There, there was some scenes where I just cracked the fuck up. Uh, there's a scene where the lady, the she's patient zero, you know, uh, she's just looking on all the destruction. She says, "This is all my fault." Craig Schaefer's like, hey, "It's okay." <laughs> just fucking die. He sucks, man. Oh fuck, does he suck? But they get the antidote from this lady. Because she has a giant wolf tooth stuck in her arm under her skin that I guess already healed over, even though she has a bite mark, an open wound on her arm wrapped in gauze. Uh, a whole lot of fucking nonsense in this movie. There is some funny shit for sure, but uh, 
yeah, I don't know. It's just, uh, it's just, Hey, we got a product. We got a deadline. Get this fucking thing out. It's, you know, it's not a, Oh fuck. This is terrible. There's some bullshit in it to giggle at. Like first couple times, those wolves will give you a chuckle and, but it's, yeah, this was bye, made by channel, so you know that should give you an indication of what. Uh, what well, it wasn't made by the Sci-Fi Channel. It was made by the Asylum for the Sci-Fi, for the sci-fi channel. channel. Yeah, you know the kind of product you got usually when shit was made for the Sci-Fi Channel, or what the Sci-Fi Channel could afford to purchase. You know, and this is along those lines, but but I think it's a little better than most of the fair. It's no fucking Frankenfish though. The best. So oh, that's pretty good. Now, that's, that's one of the best, but we all have to remember that Beyond Reanimator was a fucking sci fi channel movie. So, I forget that one was a, was a sci fi flick. You know, that's, yeah, that's too good for sci fi. Uh, yeah, I never can't forget anybody watch this movie, but, uh, but god damn, because uh, that's what we do on this show. It is. Terrible horror. No, it's not. It's fucking Uncle Joe's T-shirt podcast, episode three, sponsored by DWN, sir. Like it's it is not DWN's podcast anymore. That's just what it has to go by because that's what it's set up on Podbean, and I don't know how to change it, but I'm sure we can all agree, you, I, and the listeners, that this is all the Boy Gob Collective, and that's what whatever this is, Joe. So, Fast Custom Shirts, Boy Gob Podcast, sponsored by Cub. Yeah, uh, as I do with uh, most of these, I watch them with my mom. <laughs> Unfortunately, when that lady started riding Marv in the first Sin City movie, she tapped out. So uh, she didn't watch more than that or the second one. But she liked this one. Good. She thought this one was, you know, a fun watch, which... Makes sense because, you know, she doesn't really like horror movies and this was pretty tame and she likes Hallmark movies and this was the equivalent of a horror Hallmark movie. So a perfect description. Yeah. Yeah. If you're uh, if you want to watch something with your uh, older relatives that, you know, you could drink a couple beers to and get a couple giggles out of and, you know, you can spend some time together and not have to worry about Hits her out. Jesus Christ. I was like, yeah, I don't know why Joe keeps picking this shit. <laughs> Every time that happens, it was Joe's week to pick. I don't know. I picked Paddington, Mom. <laughs> so what, next week, Dead Island, Dead Rising? What was yeah. it? Uh, I got it written down somewhere. I'll text you the title with it. Well, I can't wait. Yeah. Should be a good one. You know, for uh, Black History Month, I want to do the Rudy Ray Moore movies. There's no way she's going to watch that shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
But it would be good to do some reviews on those and get them in the old catalog. Mm -hmm. So we'll see. I'll have to get you a copy of a Dolomite Explosion if we do, though, because I don't think you have that one, right? Uh, no, I don't have that one. Maybe Shaolin Dolomite as well. And I think I'll I that one out. I don't think that one's in my collection anymore. Hmm. Hey, Joe. Hmm. You like being strapped to bombs with other dudes? And you got to get off? No. <laughs> uh, okay, first of all, Marvel Team-Up had <sighs> up with Doctor Strange and Clea. And get this one. Doctor Strange is cursed with lycanthropy. He's turning into a were-sorcerer supreme. Uh, yeah, that sucked. And then in uh, uh, Peter Parker's Spectacular Spider-Man's, He's still fighting that carry-on guy, and it turns out we still don't know who carry-on is. But he's mad because uh, Gwen Stacy died, and he knew Gwen Stacy, and then somebody else that he didn't, you know, the fucking professor. He died, too, and this guy's pissed off about that. And uh, and then, yeah, Spider-Man's number 192? Is that what we're on? That's correct, Joe. Last week... Uh, we left on the cliffhanger where Spider-Man's and J. Jonah Jerklin are handcuffed to each other with a bomb. And it's set to go off in 24 hours instead of just fucking killing them right then and there. <laughs> you know, 24 hours to figure this shit out. And More than enough time. Yeah. He's carrying J. Jonah Jerklin around through a lot of the issue. And it sucks. It's another issue that you don't give a shit. The fly comes out. And he kicks Spider-Man around a little bit. And then Spider-Man's, I don't know, he stands up uh, old Mary Jane. And Mary Jane's pissed about it because he promised he'd be there at six, you know. He didn't go and fucking pick up his diploma. And all his buddies were waiting there for him to get his goddamn diploma. Even though we haven't gone to see, see him go to that gym class once in this whole fucking time. And uh, forgot all about that shit. So did they, apparently. Yeah, and then uh, <laughs> Robertson is like, hey, I sent fucking Peter to cover this King Tut thing. Like, where the fuck's he at? You know, he's letting everybody down like the prick he is. And, uh... Well, Joe, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. All of which he just shrugs off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> First fucking character, man. It's like, who could like this guy? He's he's a dick he's fucking he's like a fight first and then figure shit out later you know type guides yeah but he does figure out how to defuse the bomb using cryogenics or something you know he freezes the fucking bomb somehow he goes to the old lizard hole yeah uh yeah another mediocre issue but we are closing in on 200 I well, I mean, he gets the bomb off, and yeah, he gets. Jonah Jerklin's all scared when the bomb's gonna go off, and then Spider-Man gets the bomb off, does a little of this, and the bomb comes, gets it off, and J. Jonah Jerklin's free, and he's back to. Oh, this is all your fault, you little dick licker. I'm gonna. And that's how it ends. So. 
No, we get the reveal. You know, we get an emotional moment with J. Jonah Jerklin saying, hey, that's why I hate Spider-Man so much. Because I'm the coward. <laughs> the fucking battle dog. We already know you told us fucking years ago. Hmm. Oh, and Smythe dies. Rest yeah. in empowerment. Smythe dies, yeah. <laughs> but he left a little note for them. You know, video <laughs> chat, you know. A fucking, fucking idiot. <laughs> he did a cameo. If you're that. seeing this, that means I'm dead. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit sucks. Now I'm going to fucking do one of those. It's going to be like a funny thing. I'm going to fucking not come home for like an hour. Just leave that out. And then fucking while they're watching it, I'm just going to stroll in. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> and then fake a heart attack. <laughs> I picked up some more tobacco paste. <laughs> you know what I hear about a heart attack? One of the signs that you're getting one, it makes you feel like you're going to puke. Hmm. Hopefully it's not spitting blood. I was uh, spitting quite a bit of blood today, Heather. I don't know what that's all. I didn't tell Lisa about it because I didn't want to cause any concern. But so my solution was to quit spitting. <laughs> well, you know, keep an eye on it. Keep things out of your mouth for a couple days and see how it goes. Stay away from the docks for a little bit. Mm. See if it heals up for you. All right. No, I don't like lists. I didn't ask you if you did. No. But seriously, Joe, you like lists? No, I don't like lists. And uh, Tom's list this time, things that make us puke. And uh, number five, I have making lists. It's a good one. Disgusting shit there. <laughs> My number five, Joe, is the war in the Middle East. Oh. Hmm. And we all just get along. Hmm. Ah, it makes me sick, these people. Joe. We're all people, Joe. Uh, at number four, Tom, I have garbanzo beans. Ever eaten a garbanzo bean, Tom? I don't, because that shit is fucking horrid. <laughs> oh, shit. My number four, Joe, is heavy southern accent. <laughs> On a man or a lady, either way, it makes me want to fucking vomit. Did she ever give you a rim job? <laughs> I think that was New England. <laughs> or at least what they were trying to go for. <laughs> at number three, Tom. Bad cheese. Fucking hate bad cheese. 
Every once in a while, because my go-to plate at a Mexican restaurant will always be enchiladas. And every once in a while, it happens to where... Did you guys not fucking smell this shit when you were making this? What the fuck? You know? And then I'll get pissed off. Send this back, you fucking prick. And not eat. And be mad. <laughs> They'll bring something back with cum in it. That's a fuck y'all. And everybody else around me will be eating, you know, because they ordered other shit. And I'm just fucking sitting there pissed, you know. You know, fuck it. I'm going to go sit outside. Fuck, I'm going to sit in the car. Fuck this place. Doesn't even deserve my presence. Uh... Yeah, fuck that bad cheese. <laughs> My number three, Joe. It's a bit of a tie. And it's racial inequality <laughs> slash inequality in general, Joe. So I guess it is, and it's just all-encompassing inequality, you know. Yeah. We're all people, Joe. At number two, tough. I have puke. <laughs> puke tends to make me want to puke, Tom. He's got a puke. The... It's like an infectious thing, like like anthropy, you know, that just fucking, you know, it sets off a reaction. And I don't want to be like. Do you like that scene in Triangle of Sadness, Sadness, where it was a chain reaction of puke? Yeah, it's just like a stand by me where everybody's puking at the old fucking pie eating contest. Old lard ass showed them. My number two is advertisements for hospitals. May it be billboards or commercials. The fuck are there commercials and shit for hospitals? Thought it was taking care of people, not fucking making a buck and trying to get people to go. Oh, this is America. Hmm. It's about making a buck and not trying to save people. I understand. The number one thing that makes me puke, Tom, sprinting. <laughs> you know, I'm out of shape, and I'm getting more and more out of shape as the uh, years go by, but uh, if I make a serious attempt to get back in shape, it ain't going to be by doing any running, because fuck running, you know. And if I try to sprint, fuck it, I'm going to keel over and just start throwing up and be on my fucking hands and knees on the fucking ground, you know. Not good. Not good. Well, when was the last time this happened? Because it had to have happened. Ah, uh, shit, maybe... Seven, five years ago, the last time I tried running and sprinting, you know, and it's <laughs> just, yeah. Did you end up spitting it out or drinking it? Uh, I don't fucking, probably a little of both, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, shit, Joe. Well, uh, speaking of drinking puke, my number one is people who are fans of that show Jackass and the people in it. What a piece of shit. Thank you for bringing that fucking dickhole up earlier so it would remind me of my hatred for all things those fucking idiots and the people who like them. You can all go jump in a lake of fucking puke. Never was a thing that I enjoyed or whatever, you know. I think I tried watching an episode because everybody was fucking, hey, yeah, that shit's hilarious. Yeah, this is stupid. Never watched more. Yeah, shit sucks. They're all a bunch of jackasses, if you ask me. I think Tony. Oh, no, he's back. (laughs) No, I'm not. (laughs) What list are we going to do next week there, Joe? Not a one, but I will let you know probably tomorrow what our next list will be. And goddamn, will it be a good one? Because I love not just making lists, but thinking of lists to make. Mm. And I love if you'd head on over to dwnproductions.net check out all the masks buzz props custom work maybe you want some masks made maybe i can do it i might be able to and after that you can head on over to bestcustomshirts.com we are adding new shit maybe one shirt a week i'll be adding to the website and there's already a bunch of stuff to choose from so just go to the website and check it out Everybody, thank you for tuning in once again. Hope you all have an excellent week, or as Jose would say, muy excelente. And uh, all that good shit again. Yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, mm, Nazi penis. Boy, God. The sun.